If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program covering all of the news in healthcare reform beyond just the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare or whatever you want to call it, um, because looks like we're going to be having a, a, a health care reform 2.0 here shortly as a result of all of the news that's been happening coming out from uh, presidential appointments, such as HHS Secretary Tom Price uh, nominated a member of Congress from Atlanta, Georgia, chairman of the House Budget Committee, somebody that really has an understanding of the inner workings of how all of these things work, in particular Medicare and Medicaid. And Medicare is going to be the subject of today's program. As soon as I give you a couple of moments to talk, as soon as I take a couple of moments to uh, tell you my thoughts on this nomination, because this is breaking news. This is the biggest news of the week that I have seen in that they have nominated the two people that will be charged with undertaking any other health reform efforts. Our topic today, do seniors have options as to where to get their Medicare Part C and D coverage? This is going to be a fantastic episode. You're not going to want to miss our guest, Stuart Slonen, who will be coming up here shortly as we uh, dive into these issues and uh, as as we approach the end of open enrollment, which is just down the road in about a week or so. And so if you are a a senior looking for help on Medicare. This is uh, an episode you would like to pay attention to. You would also like to pay attention to the confirmation hearing and process that happens with HHS Secretary Tom Price, an orthopedic surgeon, member of Congress for, for quite a while now. The image that keeps sticking out in my head is the image of him uh, standing on the steps of the Capitol uh, ripping up the Affordable Care Act. But then news comes out this week that any repeal effort is going to take up to three years on the ACA. What's what's really going to be important is to pay attention to what happens to the Medicare program because Dr. Price, being a physician, is familiar with Medicare quite a bit from both a healthcare practitioner standpoint, but then also from a policy standpoint. Again, he is chair of the House Budget Committee, so you have an idea. And I, I think you need to have an idea how much federal tax dollars we're talking about. We're talking about a trillion-dollar budget. And this is something that uh, as we go down the road, and we've talked about on this show many, many times about all of the crazy things happening in healthcare, all of the um, things that you should be aware of, um, it, it's going to be important to, to see how, uh, how the process goes, pay attention to the questions that he has asked, and uh, we will have more on Dr. Price on our on our blog. Let's bring in Stuart Sloan in here to uh, get down to the topic of today's conversation. 
do seniors have the option as to where to get their Medicare Part C and D coverage? Uh, I think this timing of this subject, Stuart, is 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 perfect, especially given the nomination. How are you doing today? And, Good, John. Uh, how are you? I, I'm doing great. Uh, who is the senior marketplace? Uh, who is who is the senior marketplace subject to Medicare in 2017? Well, um, as as far as 2017 is concerned, we're looking at 58 plus million, almost uh, 59 million seniors. And again, uh, Sean, as you you set up, uh, uh, you know today's show, <clears throat> we're talking about seniors in the workplace and what their options are. But I'll also acknowledge, as you set up today's program, that the individual Medicare marketplace ends on, uh, you know, choices uh, ends on December 7th. And then the open enrollment season for uh, for employees, regardless of their age, uh, certainly ends shortly before Christmas. So we're right in that that uh, that final time zone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great um, timing. So um so the uh, so who so uh, to review uh, Medicare Part C choices in the workplace, uh, Medicare Advantage versus Medicare Supplement. Uh, some listeners might have had those conversations before. Can you give them a, a little background about what that all means? Sure, sure, happy to. Um, <clears throat> I guess there are questions when a senior, uh, particularly, and we're we're talking about working seniors now. Uh, when they they have to figure out what their choices are, uh, based upon what their employer is going to offer or not employer uh, or not offer, um, <clears throat> they have to figure out what their actual needs are. Um, uh, do you need better coverage? Uh, you know, in addition to Medi- than Medicare can give you. Uh, you know, how will what's being provided to you? Uh, how will it take care of gaps with your doctor and hospital? Um, uh, are you a person on on a fixed income? Uh, do you travel? Uh, do you have chronic illnesses, which obviously you know needs to be attended to? Uh, so there's there's a couple of ways that you can do this, and uh, you have uh, Medigap policies. Uh, this way, you can buy extra uh, insurance that's designed to pay a lot of what Medicare does not cover. Uh, that's called Medicare Supplement Insurance, uh, also known as Medigap. The other choice is uh, Medicare Advantage. You can sign over your Medicare coverage to private companies like an HMO or, or a PPO and trust that the company uh, to hopefully do a good job of taking care of your medical needs. Okay. So those are the choices. Sure, sure. On that Medicare Advantage, um, and I think some people might have heard about it, and um, we've heard a lot of news recently about um, privatization of Medicare. Uh, is Medicare Advantage an example of that? And um, do you think programs like Medicare Advantage might be expanded on in the future? Well, actually, it's going the other way. Um, one statistic uh, that just came to me uh, this week uh, is that according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Several Medicare Advantage carriers across the United States are terminating their Medicare Advantage plans at the end of this year. Uh, So actuaries have projected uh, more than 242,000 Medicare Advantage members. They'll lose their Medicare Advantage coverage at the end of this year. Wow. So this just came out this week then? Yeah. Wow, okay. And 
that that's interesting. Is is that because of uh, some of the changes in the ACA to Medicare Advantage, or? Well, yes, it is. Uh, in other words, the uh, the subsidies um, that were provided to that program uh, that ended in 2014. So what you're seeing is the the final aspects of profitability or lack thereof. And just as what's happening in the under 65 marketplace. Medicare Advantage carriers are taking a look at at the premiums they've received versus what they pay out in claims and seeing that portions of that block of us are just not profitable. And as a result of that, that's what's creating uh, this removal from the marketplace. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting news there for sure. Kind of also interesting with uh, the mergers that have happened too, because I think uh, Medicare Advantage business was a part of some of those mergers. So, yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyways, back to um what we were we were talking about. We were talking about um options for working seniors uh as far to where to get their coverage. And uh let's talk about an employer. Uh what are some things an employer can or cannot do? Well the employer can retain the risk, uh, you know, make it part of make the Medicare population part of their overall group coverage which means that the coverage is the same for seniors as it is for uh, folks under 65. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can, uh, they can offer the choice of Medicare Advantage or supplemental programs, or they can offer no choice and let the senior uh, employee shop on their own by giving them a, a stipend. I see. I see. Well, um, what do you think is, uh, is the best for, the, for them right now? Does it depend on the business or the organization or...? Well, it you know it it, it depends upon uh, the you know the employer firm mm-hmm. in terms of what you know what its uh, profitability is in terms of retaining those kinds of programs. Right, right, right. Okay, all right, great. Um, final question. This segment, um, talking about these Medicare Advantage hospital networks, um, how do they stack up to Medicare supplement usage? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, the Medicare Advantage, uh, you know, hospital networks uh, really have come under fire uh, because you're you're having less and less of them, you know, uh, you know, in a network. <clears throat> On average, Medicare Advantage plan networks included about half of all hospitals uh, in their in their counties that they operate in. Most plans, about eighty percent, included an academic medical center in their network. Uh, but one in five did not. Right. Two in five plans in areas with a designated cancer center did not include that center in their networks. And almost 25% of Medicare Advantage plans uh, had broad hospital networks. About one in six uh, had narrow or ultra-narrow networks. Uh, among HMOs, which comprise the majority of the plans, broad and narrow network plans had similar average premiums and similar quality ratings. Like creating networks uh, of providers is one of the strategies that insurers use uh, to control costs and manage the delivery of care. But narrow networks limit consumers' access to certain providers or increase their costs for care if it's obtained out of network. And that's what we're seeing more and more of. Well, and I just saw the New York Times article. I don't know if you saw the same one where it was about uh, just surprise medical charges. And we just did a show about that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago on these hospitalizations. Somebody 
getting a surprise medical charge because they were on a work event and and got sick and had to go to the yeah. ER, but it was out of network. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that. That's one of the last uh, items uh, in in uh, today's discussion. Yeah, so we'll get to that in a little bit later. We're up against a timeout, Stuart, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll get on to the next topic in the next segment, which is helpful employer tools. Uh, something that that is important. I think these uh, conversations, and especially as folks are um, beginning to uh, age and work longer, and um, I think uh, the things that happened to the financial markets several years ago uh, has caused people to work a little bit longer. Having these conversations with your employers employees is important, and so we'll get into some of these helpful employer tools when we come back. If you'd like to um, learn more. Uh, about America's healthcare challenge or Edie Bellis or how uh, you can have some of these conversations. It's really simple. All you have to do is go on Facebook and like America's healthcare challenge, and we will get these segments with you. Thanks to Joe, Phil, Grady, Brady, Matt, and Nate for liking the page this last week. Hope to see you liking it this week. We will be back right after this.